0: lift up your bible praise god repeat after me this is my bible i believe everything in it to be true i believe that god is who the bible says that he is and i believe that he can do what the bible says that he can do i believe that i am who the bible says that i am And I can do what the Bible says that I can do. For this is the mind of God. The more of this I get into me. The more of the mind of God will I have. Therefore I will delight myself in this word. It shall be my desire. My pleasure. I would esteem it to be very valuable. For the word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Praise God for his word. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. One more time, give the Lord a shout of praise in the house, in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you can, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. And I'm really not going to be very long. Um, I'm going to do my best to just, whenever the Holy Spirit is finished, I'm going to be finished. I toiled with many things. This message came, as many of the speakers of this house know, sometimes it comes at the last minute. And you have to trust and have faith in God that he's going to give us what he wants us to get. Amen, somebody. Luke chapter 14. I was supposed to bring my glasses, but I did not. Um, But what what God gave me on yesterday, about 7 o'clock, I am in my room toiling for word. And nothing was... Clicking. And I says, okay, God, I'm asking you, you know. And so, make a long story short, I, I got up and I just began to worship and began to pray. And as I did that, God started downloading certain things that He wanted me to share today. And so, what I want to talk to you today about, I want to talk about the invitation. And if you could do me a favor, look to someone and say, My friend, you are invited. You know I'm going to ask you to ask someone else. So ask somebody else. My friend, tell them, You are invited. That's a beautiful thing to, to be invited, to feel that you're welcome, to feel that you have been invited. An invitation is normally given because someone is having some special event or occasion that they want you to attend. Amen? Amen. It's something special. It's not just a regular, normal thing, but it's something that is very, very special. So they send you an invitation and ask for your presence to be there. Now, it's up to you whether you accept the invitation or not. It's up to you whether you're going to go or not. Amen. I got some backup. There's a third one over there. There's a fourth one. Pastor Basil already told me before. If I use his, I might get dizzy. So I already know. I'm not going to. I already know, Pastor Basil. I'm not going to. So when I get ready to read, I'll use one of those. Amen. Amen. Hopefully they're not too strong. Amen. So so getting back to the invitation. And, and when you think about that, it, it makes you feel warm inside that someone wanted you to be a part of their wonderful event amen Amen. that you were uh included but it's up to you whether you're going to go or not it's up to you and if you're anything like me i don't like to go to a whole lot of things and stuff and you know and 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 but but it's up to you whether you want to go or not now there are three groups of people here today There are three groups of people here. There is the Christian that you love God and you seek after him every day of your life that you might become more like Jesus. Amen. But you do know that there's room for growth and you do know that God wants you to come higher and he wants you to go deeper. That's the first group. Then there's a group that is a Christian and you're saved. But you struggle in your Christian walk. And you find yourself doing things that you know that you should not do as a Christian. And you do them more regularly than you would like to admit. And you're at a place where you're sort of lukewarm in your Christian walk with God and sometimes you wonder even if I'm even saved. That's that group. And then there's a third group who are people who normally oftentimes come to church. And you are religious and you have some some things about you that are spiritual but yet You have never become born again. You have never truly asked Jesus to be the Lord and the Savior of your life. Three groups of people. And regardless of what group you are in, it's important that you understand that there is an invitation for you. Amen, somebody. Come on, clap your hands and bless God. Everybody, every one of us are included in this invitation. You are invited. Amen, somebody. Now, in Luke chapter 14, we're going to read verses 15 to 24, but I'm going to share them as I go along. And in this chapter... In this passage of scripture, Jesus reveals to the people a great heavenly truth about the great banquet. And he did this by way of parable. And if you know anything about the teachings of Jesus, he often used parables to teach. And a parable is a simple story that is familiar. It's a story... That people can understand and relate to. That illustrates a moral or spiritual lesson. Amen somebody. So Jesus was giving this spiritual lesson. And let's look at the 15th verse. And before we get there. One of the interesting things I want to point out. Is that Jesus here in this text was sitting at the table of a Pharisee? And if you know anything about the Pharisees, they were a religious group of people that knew the law and everything, and they practiced a lot of it, but there were a lot of it that they did not do. They were religious people, they put things on everyone else, but they didn't always do what the Bible says to do. Amen, somebody. Jesus often had problems with the Pharisees. But here he is sitting at the table with the Pharisee. And in the 15th verse, uh, the Bible says, Now uh, when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God? Then he said to him, A certain man, somebody say a certain man, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. And he sent his servants at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. Amen. So in this scripture, I want to say this, that God has great things prepared and in stored for us. Can we believe that? We started out saying that the invitation was given because it's something special. It's something great. It's something uh, out of the ordinary. It's not just a regular thing. And so Jesus is giving the invitation, but he has something prepared and he has something in stored uh, for these people. But God also has some wonderful things in stored for each one of us. He is inviting us to receive it. He's inviting us to receive it. He's inviting us to enjoy the great things that he has in stored for us. How many believe that God's got some great things in store for you? He's got great things. The Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered in the hearts of those of men, the things that God has in store for them. He's got great things and he's inviting us to be a part of it. Amen. Amen. In verse 18, he says, but they all with one accord. This is very interesting. Now, uh, the, the certain man, which we know the certain man is, is actually God. Uh, the banquet is the kingdom of God. And it says here that in the 18th verse, it says, after the invitations were, were giving out and all of these people were invited to enjoy and be a part of this great feast and banquet the bible says but they all with one accord began to make excuses the first said to him i i, I have bought a piece of ground and i i've got to go and see it i asked you to have me excused and another said i have bought five yokes of oxen and i am going to, uh, to test them, I ask you to excuse me. Still, another said, I have married a wife, and we know that's a good thing. He says, I've married a wife, and therefore, I cannot come. Somebody say excuses. They, they made excuses. Now, now Now, understanding that these people are... Uh, are the people of Israel. They are the children of Israel. They are the Jews in whom God had called to salvation and whom he called to be in his kingdom. Amen, somebody. But the Bible says all three of them uh, had excuses and these excuses reveals that really these people, although they were invited, they were not sincere. Amen, somebody. Uh, The interpretation of this scripture, as I said, is that this is the Jews. And the Jews of Jesus' day had no valid excuse for rejecting Jesus. Amen, somebody. They had no reason to reject the message of Christ. As a matter of fact, they had every reason to accept Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because they were there. They saw the miracles that he performed. They were there. They saw the glory of God illuminating from his light. They were there. They saw the great things that Jesus did. So they really had no excuse as to why they rejected the message of Christ. I ask you today, what is your excuse? Do you have an excuse today? And wherever you are in the spectrum, whether you're the Christian that really love God, but you know God is telling you to come higher. He's telling you to come deeper. What is your excuse as to why you won't go deeper in God? I can't get up early enough to pray. I can't spend enough time in the word. I'm tired. I got to work. I got to do a lot of things. All they are is excuses. Regardless to where you are. What is your excuse? What is your excuse for receiving Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of your life? You've heard some people have been in church all their life. What is your excuse as to why you would not accept Jesus to be the Lord and the Savior of your life? Just like they, they had no reason to reject the message of Jesus. They had no reason There was no excuse for them to reject Jesus, but they did. What is our excuse? You might be straddling the fence. You may be a Christian that's up and down and everything, and you wonder even sometimes if you're saved. What is your excuse for not drawing closer to Jesus? They had excuses. excuses. It's interesting. The Bible says, you know, people rarely do anything with one accord. Uh, When 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 we when we worship, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. When we do the church thing, it's it's rarely that everybody is on board and we're all with one accord. But the Bible says, with one accord, every one of them had an excuse. We're not coming to your feasts. Amen, somebody. I was going to do a message a while back, and the message was going to be called, and I'll probably do it at some point. The message would be called, No More Excuses. No More Excuses. Because oftentimes we are filled with them, aren't we? We're filled with excuses. I want to lose weight, but I love to eat. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't feel like walking. Just excuses. Don't want to. But I want to lose. That's right. But I do want to lose. So the Lord is saying, let's, 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 let's get rid of all of our uh, excuses. Amen. In verse uh, number 21, he says, so that the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house being angry. He was angry. I, I did all this work and I prepared all of this stuff to invite you to come. I was so gracious to have you come be a part of this. And he was angry said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor. I want you to bring me the main. I want you to bring me all the lame and the blind people. If my people don't want it, if my people don't want to receive what I have for them, then then go get some people that are, that, are, that are considered uh, worthless. Go and get those people that are considered uh, uh, are not worthy to receive of this kind of feast. Go get the poor. Go get the ones that are lame. Go get the ones that are broken. Go get the ones that are down and out. And I want you to bring them all. Because I want them to receive what I've prepared. Amen, somebody. Bring them all. Isn't that like Jesus though? Isn't that like Jesus? That's why oftentimes when he would be sitting and he would be eating with tax collectors and with Pharisees and with prostitutes and with all kinds of sinners. And then the religious people had a problem with Jesus. Amen, somebody. They had a problem with Jesus. and i want to say here that regardless to where a person is or their condition there is a place for you in the kingdom of god can i say that again regardless to where you are or the condition of your life or your heart does it matter how many sins that you've committed does not matter what you've done in your life or how long you've been away from God. Don't think that God cannot reach you. Don't think that Jesus does not want to save you. Don't think that Jesus does not have a place for you because he does have a place for you in his kingdom. Amen, somebody. You are invited. Everyone is invited. It doesn't matter about our status. It doesn't matter of uh, our social life or how much money we have. We're all invited. Come on, tell somebody, we're all invited. Every single one of us, we're invited. If you need to come high, Jesus is inviting you to come higher. If you need to get to a place where you surrender all to Jesus He's inviting you to do that. Or if you're at a place where you don't know him as the Lord and Savior of your life, he's inviting you to come. He's inviting you to come. He wants to save you. Amen, somebody? He wants to save you. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God the Father gave his son Jesus to die in your place. You and I deserve to die. We deserve the punishment of sin. But God in his wisdom sent Jesus in your place and in my place to take on the sin debt so we can be free. And I want to emphasize every single one of us does not matter who you are or where you've been, how much sin you've committed in your life, how long you've been in this way. God doesn't care about any of that. He wants to bring you in. He's inviting you to his kingdom. Blessed be the name of Jesus. I want to read something for you real quick, and I'm about done. When the Holy Spirit is finished, I'm, I'm finished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The fact that the invitation is opened up to society's main and downtrodden is important. These were the types of people that the Pharisees considered unclean. Somebody say unclean. And not only were they unclean, but they were under God's curse. Jesus, however, taught that the kingdom was available even to those considered to be unclean. Amen, somebody. I don't know if I can stress that any more. That wherever you are, Jesus is calling you and he is inviting you. He's inviting us. Amen. Tell somebody you don't have to stay where you are. Wherever you are. Amen. Because all of us are one, one of those places. All of us are one of those places. But we've been given the invitation. I wish I had time to to really go over this message because it was quick. And I had in my mind to get invitations and give out invitations to everybody. I just didn't have time to do it. But Jesus wants us to see that and understand that the invitation is given. And just like I'm standing right now, this is how Jesus is standing with his hands out, inviting you to come to receive the great things that he has in stored for you. God has great things in store for all of us. Just like he prepared this banquet in the Bible, and all these people didn't want to come. If you read one of the other verses, the the, the Bible says that this man was mad. He was angry that he went through all this trouble, and these people wouldn't even come. And one of the letter verses, I think it's 22, 23, 24, one of those, he says that not one of those who were invited that rejected the invitation, not one of them will taste of his kingdom. So the question is, will you accept the invitation? Will you accept the invitation? We started out early and said, it's it's up to you. When people invite you to stuff, it's up to you whether you're going to go or not. It's up to you whether you're going to receive it or not. And here today, Jesus is saying, will you accept my invitation? Let's stand. Pastor Vaughns. I don't know if we're still there, but I will make a room for you to do whatever you want to. To do whatever you want to I will make room for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to I will make room I will make room for you, oh God, to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to, oh, I will make room for you, oh mighty God, to do whatever you, you made me, you created me, you formed me breathe the breath of life in me and I'm going to make room for you Jesus I'm going to make room for you Father I'm going to make room for the Holy Spirit I'm going to make room for God to move in my life I'm going to make room hallelujah hallelujah do whatever you want to to do whatever you want If that's you, would you come up? I will make room for you. If the Lord is speaking to you, would you come up? Do whatever you want to. Yes, God. Do whatever you want to. I will. I will make room for you. If you don't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, today is your day. Today is your day for change. whatever you want. Today is your day for God to move upon your life. I will make Today is the day for that history you. will be written for you. Hallelujah. Do whatever Hallelujah. you want. might not be up here, but I want to encourage you to continue to press it. Make the surrender of your life. Declare it. Tell him. I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. Whatever you want